0: Welcome to the Millennial Therapist Podcast with Mao and Neo. This podcast is hosted by two millennial therapists who are true crime, forensic psychology, and macabre, obsessed. This is not your typical mental health podcast where only mental health and social work topics are discussed. We dabble in various topics from cultural humility to military mental health, to ghosts, to interesting ways our parents use the paranormal to discipline us. Ed Cuckoo, anyone? (laughs) Why so many topics?
1: Because we're millennials. To make things more interesting, one is an Air Force veteran and a mom of two, The other is currently serving active duty, and both are children of immigrants working to honor their ancestors. What's up, homies and fellow disruptors? Thank you for joining us at MTP with Mau your favorite millennial therapist and queen of the dark abyss and weird. If this is your first time, welcome. Please subscribe. Stay a while. And if you're returning, you the realist, you smell amazing. So this is the first episode of season three. And things are a little different. Nao is taking a small break from the podcast because she has life. What I plan to do is have different special guest co-hosts for each episode, maybe repeating. We'll see. (laughs) And I'm thinking about having a theme for season three of like wellness, spiritually based type of episodes, uh, because there's a lot of them. Um, My special guest, who I'll be introing in a second, really also inspired me because she asked me if I watched a certain documentary and immediately I was like we need to pop on I haven't recorded in a hot ass minute but let's go so this episode that we have the friend of or we have a friend of the podcast Samantha Nagel and she is an INHC certified holistic health coach and podcast host of empowered spirituality and also the founder CEO boss babe of empowered spirituality and I'm totally ad-living and a fellow anti-MLMmer. Yeah <laughs> so she she um has a passion for mental or she has a passion for menstrual health dogs and spirituality so Samantha thank you so much for joining me oh I'm so glad to be here the yeah I'm I'm so excited um like I said like we text about anti-MLM boss babe (laughs) stuff and then she's like have you seen this I was like no because I don't have Netflix anymore so I'm kind of off Mm -hmm. of that um so no it's not even on Netflix sorry the documentary is on Hulu Mm -hmm. and I will say okay so the way we're gonna structure it is I didn't watch it (laughs) I tried I got the free trial remind me to cancel it it's probably still charging me and uh I, um yeah, I started like 10 minutes of it and she's in the water. A woman's like having this like traumatic fucking processing. I was like, no, 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 I can't do it. Cause I'm just, I don't want to watch six episodes or whatever. The documentary is to just rage on this woman. So I was like, Sam, can you please watch it? And I'll, I'll do the other things. (laughs) So I appreciate you doing that (laughs) taking one for the team (laughs) um yeah so trigger warning that we will be talking um about there will be themes of suicide uh child abuse sexual abuse but you know kind of on our how we work with the podcast we don't really go into the extreme details just to have the details in there so we'll mention the type but not i went to it um however i think the documentary sam had mentioned there were there was like more detail about it right
2: yeah i would definitely be mindful of that if you do decide you want to check out the documentary. Yeah. i had to fast forward through some parts
1: yeah and and i and i do appreciate sam you were telling me about like like you let me know too and i think that was kind of like what turned me off of like uh ah, just from the jump i was not feeling it and then knowing that, like what was coming up so i did more um of just like yeah, reading and then listening to podcasts. So the resources will be in the show notes. Um, but a big resource for mine, my parts um, come from the Gateway podcast. It was a six series, a six part series. About oh my god, I didn't even, who are we talking about? I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. rusty. <laughs> so this um this episode, we're actually gonna be talking about what spiritual guide guru she calls herself, Miss um, Teal Swan, and um so she does have a documentary about just her and stuff, which we'll go into. But yes, we'll be talking about Teal Swan um so yeah so gateway podcast um a bunch of articles was helpful the documentary via hulu uh helpful also so and then also she's very present online so i her website i got a lot of info about her (laughs) on her, her own damn website so i'll be citing that um but also in our opinion allegedly just blanketed, putting that on there, whatever we say is based on our our personal opinion. Anywho. <clears throat> so who is the Miss Teal Swan? Well, she is an, and this is per her website, She is an international speaker, best-selling author, and a survivor of severe childhood abuse. Today, having integrated her own harrowing life experience, she inspires millions of people around the world towards truth, authenticity, freedom, and joy. Um, Her mission is the transformation of human suffering to an empowered and authentic life. She is self-described as a revolutionary for personal transformation, and is one of the most spiritually influential living people in the world. <laughs> Sam's face was like, is like, who is this bitch?
2: <laughs> I know. I didn't I've know that. I never heard of her. Until I know the podcast either. came out. Like,
1: really, ma'am? And I've been, I've been on YouTube. I've never seen her on YouTube.
2: Me neither. I had a friend mention that she liked her, but yeah, I like never heard any of her work or saw any of her books or anything. So that's surprising. Instagram,
1: even on, I've never seen her on, on Instagram. Like, and I like, yeah. you know, I'm on like the, hashtag, the hashtags. Like, maybe I'm not using the right like, I'm not connecting the right hashtags. Okay,
2: or maybe you, you are. <laughs> maybe I right- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, right I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> beautiful reframe. <laughs> don't go there. Yeah. Um yes, and she is the creator of the popular Ask Teal YouTube series, uh, author of six internationally published books and um artist of hundreds of frequency paintings. And in conjunction what a frequency I, I don't know what frequency paintings are. Right? So you like sans face was like what the fuck You is read
2: that? my mind. I was like what is that? It's kind of literally cool, it's just like no
1: mean. yeah I think I think they're painted like uh like like abstract type of oh. based on like yeah I don't know if it's like on people like what their frequency or their aura but I think that kind of that type stuff so you know I don't want to knock it but I've, I've not seen them um so in conjunction with her vision of creating positive world change again this is straight from our website Teal Swan founded Headway Foundation, a nonprofit company that enables ideas, goals, and ventures that are aimed at positive world change. Um, her deepest intention is to set people free. Her mission is to make people aware and consci- conscious so that with that awareness, they, be- they can begin to heal, live deeply, meaningfully, integrated, and empower lives. Cool. I feel like me and Sam can fuck with that, right? Because, like, kind of the work that we do. <laughs> Yeah, like maybe she could be boss babe with us. <laughs> she could be in her downline.
2: She would be the, she has upline vibes for sure. Ma'am, no.
1: Yeah, she does, but I'm not I'm not downlining with her. <laughs> That's scary territory. <laughs> no, I I don't trust that. So she could be our deadline. sounds <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah. No. Like. And honestly, like. And let me know, Sam. Like. I like watching her videos and stuff on Instagram. I was surprised to see a lot of people that I follow and follow me that like. You know, we seem aligned. Um, on Instagram, follow her. Looking at her content, so I'm like. <gasps>
2: Are they in her cult? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I, I noticed the same thing that I had never, I mean, I had heard of her once, but like it didn't really stick right. very well. And then I saw that we had a lot of mutual followers, and I thought that right. was really interesting. And like a lot of spiritual people I look up to yes. followed her as well. So I thought that yeah. was really interesting. Same. That's why I was like, oh, am I in her cult? <laughs> i think i mean we can get into it but i think her like outer circle teachings are not super cultish but then the inner circle is like big red totally yes 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 yeah beautiful point
1: absolutely so that made me feel better (laughs) i was like okay because that also and, and that's how these cults get you right like when we look at like nexium or whatever thousand names that they have um and like jim Jim jones like initially right like starting off with these like like great core belief values that like everybody kind of align with that want to have like like basic um human rights and empowerment right so she's using these buzzwords that get people in right like reading that i'm like yeah. oh yeah cool and that's why i said i was like hey, i i would have gotten into nexium based on what they were saying because a lot of that was like you know cognitive behavioral therapy based terminology so she know she's very smart obviously like she knows what she's doing and i think te- you know her intent is also like she wants people to feel better like so yeah we're gonna go into that so um yeah so she travels the world teaching people the truth of the universe how did she get that answer i don't know helping people to see the truth of themselves and teaching them how to transform their emotional mental physical and spiritual pain cool um so who is miss teal swan she was born with a longer name i didn't look it up sorry (laughs) she was born in santa fe new mexico whoop whoop um new mexico and i won't out um Samba, you know that's around her region <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i'm in albuquerque new mexico so yeah we were,
2: we were at one point neighbors
1: neighbors i know it's funny because and i also lived in albuquerque um back in like a long time ago so i love that area so yeah she was born very specifically at 7 42 a.m <laughs>
2: How did you find that out? <laughs> oh, it's a lot of information. Maybe right? Like too much to give the public. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So eventually, yeah, eventually she moved to Logan, Utah
1: as a young child. And based on the the podcast called Cults, um, they have an episode about her called the Su- Suicide Cat- Catalyst and sh- Foreshadowing. And they said that she, yeah, she moved to Utah with her parents. She was uh, the only child and they lived in like a, a very like, what's the word? Like nat- natural, like in the woods. I-, I think her parents were rangers. So they were like upkeeping the area. I might, might, might be wrong, but she, like, she was a lonely child, apparently, like only child. So per this podcast, she came up with, she would say you know she saw spirits like she was was very spiritually sensitive and you know based on if you're not new to the podcast nao myself and my guest sam like we're open to spirituality duh, right um and that r- whatever realm that is um so I, like i don't want to knock her on that at all and and i imagine she is spiritually connected from whatever however very early on she started talking about having extra sensory abilities like seeing frequencies um seeing colors and energies and that that is a like physical um a psychological i don't want to say disorder because i don't want to pathologize but that there is like a phenomena that does that because of the like neurological stuff i don't know if she ever got diagnosed from that but whatever like regardless that was what she was experiencing but then she also started talking about how she was an alien or like had connections with an alien was that in the documentary at all no not at all that's in the podcast like they like yeah they go in like some yeah like just she she would say she had all of this and this is like you know their, their stuff is pretty credible i imagine yeah, I <laughs> can't say the same for me. So I don't know. <laughs> Check out those resources. But yeah, she she just, you know, she she talked about like having all these stuff. So you know, just really kind of n- not just like oh little kid imagination. It was like beyond just imagination. So as a therapist, right, as a trained like psychotherapist, oftentimes when I hear reportings like that, it often makes me wonder if there was any trauma at the moment, you know, trauma during those times, um, so you know, and, and not even just immediately, like, not just like the big, like, you know, abuse or neglect, but, you know, like, traumatic to grow up in a lonely ass cabin in the middle of the woods for her. If she's never, you know, dealt with that before, um, especially with just two parents. And I, I don't know if they like worked a lot or they, you know, kind of let her do her own thing, because I imagine she was very precocious and, you know, very like um, self-aware and ma- ma- quote unquote mature, which just means parentified. Um, And so, yeah, so that was just curious. So... In further detail on the podcast, they talk about she and she and she's very open, right? Like I opened up the intro about her being a a childhood abuse survivor. So she said in her book um, called The Completion Process that was written in 2016 or released in 2016, Teal wrote of enduring 13 years of torture by someone she says sexually abused her, held her captive in a pit, drugged her and threatened her family's life. And it was because of these abilities that she ended up targeted to become a victim of oh sorry that was my copy and paste mistake (laughs) no not so because of her extra sensory abilities she was targeted um for being a victim of abuse um in her own words she said without the abuse and suffering i experienced i would be someone who could give you a lot of um esoteric information about the universe at large but who would have no grasp but who would have no real grasp on the reality of human suffering or how to deal uh, how to heal it I would have had half of the picture of human existence the gift of my own suffering is that I now have the full picture and that has drastically changed both what I teach and the way I teach um yeah (laughs) so so to to back up a little bit too the reason why she said it was because of um her abilities that she was a a victim the details of this uh, abuse was that at the hand of a family friend who was a vet a veterinarian um so she at three years old was having these like you know seeing the the colors and i think what scared her and the family the most was that she said she would see spirits like she would see like a man in the in the cabin that really scared her so there was that the the friend of the vet who was like oh i'll help her they you know her parents it sounds like her parents were not the 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 source of abuse like it sounded like they were super like they're as caring as they could be um so this guy preyed on on teal and her family so at three years old he allegedly raped her like that was when the abuse started um and then for years right like like she she never told anybody of course right like that happens and he threatened to hurt her family threatened you know drugged her so years and years and years which i feel like and there is no there's no like controversy of like was she abused or not like mm-hmm. I, you know, I never saw anything like that. So like and it is horrific stuff. Like again, don't want to go into it. Um, but it was it really, really fucked up. So for her to, you know, to to find a way to guide what you know to heal herself and, and want to heal other people, like I completely respect that. But just where it's going and the, the there's a line of when it becomes not helpful and really problematic and the problematic part is like that she's not recognizing that it's problematic mm-hmm. as most you know problematic leaders have. Um, so yeah, so so she experienced that and what I think professionally, right like when she was seeing the ghost, when she was having you know the spirits again, it could be a spirit, like a real ass ghost or spirit or it could have been the trauma right it could have been mm-hmm. her PTSD the flashbacks it, so it, it correlates that you know she was having that experience in in addition to like this person being in her life too and it like what was worsening so um, so that was like the early part of her her experience um, and jump in at any time
2: let me know Yeah. So I think, I don't know if this is super relevant, but I think from the documentary, the part that I did see, she visited several like psychologists or psychiatrists and she was given kind of like a lot of diagnoses and then it just like wasn't really helping and that's when the Mm -hmm. family friend. So I think it's maybe important because it shows how the parents like felt like they were at their wit's end like they had tried yeah. so much and mm-hmm. i feel like they maybe wouldn't have been so open to that guy
1: inserting mm. himself
2: if they hadn't tried so much already
1: yeah what, was he not around since he she he was little she was little though like even at 3 years old i probably
2: i'm not sure on that oh okay
1: though. okay Mm -hmm. okay yeah no I think I think you're right I think like from from my understanding I didn't write it down, but like he was around for a long time but it really like strengthened yeah absolutely that relationship from the like the trust absolutely yeah and I'm glad you brought that up because her parents did try psychiatric psychological um help and and she was very suicidal too like in that Mm -hmm. I think that's a big piece to to also um remember to to point out was like she was struggling with suicide ideation I think she had a few attempts um of course because she was being brutally abused um for many years and on top of that she was still experiencing her you know spiritual like sensitivities and I think they also did her parents didn't know what to do with that space so there was a – um, in the Gateway podcast, there was a, an audio clip of the uh, of her mom um, talking about taking her to China at 17 um, to train. So she had these, like, spiritual, you know, um, gifts, and she was mm-hmm. bullied a lot. So on top of being abused, like, sexually abused, she was bullied by the peers that were around her, like, at school. I don't think she really had any friends. So she was mm-hmm. bullied – and oh she went to a school with a lot of mormon um in the mormon community mm. in utah so yeah. of course she's different she's not mormon they knew that so they they um so she was bullied and so mm. finally i think they were like so like her parents yeah like you said like we're at the um their the end of their wits so they applied for um i want to say it was a qigong training slash tai chi training in i want to say shanghai i should have written it down. sorry guys but it was in china and it was like but it was for up for like chronically ill like physical chronically ill hmm. um um treatment and the mom the mom based on her suicidality and it attempts you know you know really spoken to that and they're like absolutely that's a chronic illness like please come and they really took to her they're like you have you know you have a spiritual thing like you know and she thrived like she said she loved that was like the best time in her life at 17 being in that space where other people had the spiritual and I think culturally too right it Mm. she that was the first time she was in a culture that accepted her because mormonism you know she didn't she wasn't a practicing mormon so they didn't give a fuck um and her parents i don't think had the same gift or experience so as as much as they could and then also the abuse so and and, you know she's like far away from the abuse also right because home you know home guy home dude wasn't there um with her so unfortunately she had to go back um back to the abuse back to the bullying um And then eventually I think she, she moved out at 18 and then I am not sure in between that time, Mm -hmm. um, what happened? Do you have any more info on kind of like from 18 to when she started?
2: No, you know, I really only know like 18 to the peak. I don't even really know how she had that process of beginning maybe through YouTube is that how she started? Yes.
1: Okay. So I do have info. Yeah. I didn't do okay. the math on like what that is, but yes. Okay. Cool. I have a little info on that. Mm-hmm. So, so um, yeah. So that is early, early teal growing up, you know, which kind of projected her in this space of healing, right? Like healers heal themselves and want to heal other people, like lived experience, beautiful. And, and I, and I do want to do like a disclaimer on my end is like, I am one, obviously like I'm huge on liberation-oriented decolonizing healing meaning like I, I'm not one to gatekeep like you don't need license you don't need certifications like mm. Buddha doesn't have a certification you know what I mean <laughs> Tick not Hanh doesn't have a fucking mindfulness certification like that doesn't mean shit to me um but what what is problematic and worrisome is when that power differential is used mm. to harm people and that's what I don't fuck with, <laughs> but like that licensure stuff, I don't care. Like I did it because I had to play the game, you know. Like, um, mm-hmm. or I chose to play the game. So, so yeah, I want to put that out there that like I I don't minimize her her intelligence, um, what she has to offer because she's not quote unquote licensed therapist. Um, because even within our community, there's a lot of discussions about that too, right? Of like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, like, just a lot of that type of, per- like, perpetuating whatever, whatever. So, I do want to put that out there. And I know I can't – I don't want to speak for Nail, but I know she also, because she's my homie and also co-host, <laughs> she also agrees. <laughs> um, Yeah, so – so, Teal Swan, I think, also what is interesting with her is that she's not your – typical like she Mm -hmm. looks surface right surface level very typical like oh spiritual guru she's beautiful she's young she had live experience she's a great speaker um but also I think a point where I like I do like that part of she's not like just love and light right like she is very raw and I think that's what pulled that's what pulls people to her is that she's realistic. She's raw. So she's, she says based on her website or per her website, right? Teal Swan is not recommended for those who simply want to feel good. That's what I say in my, you know, consults, right? Like I don't help people just feel good. I help you manage mm-hmm. feelings. Feelings are feelings. Like I can't make you happy. Yeah. Um, and what does that even mean anyways? <laughs> and she is recommended for those who want the truth even if the truth hurts. The reality is impartial. It isn't personal. It simply shows you what is so. So, you know, her gift is that when some when people are um, ready to see the truth in reality, she's able to re- reflect the physical and non physical reality of any given situation. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So by facing the truth and facing reality, they are then empowered to take mental emotional and physical steps towards improvement based on this new awareness that they gained and you know and and like i'm gonna it's gonna be said later but also like now none of the shit that she's saying is new like this is Mm -hmm. practiced as accept, like radical acceptance mindfulness buddhist taoist like even christianity right like none of this is new like and, and this is what this is what fucks me up is that like she is clouded as this person with all these amazing ideas like she told me she did not create this shit
2: right mm-hmm. like
1: this is not yeah. new beliefs or values right like she, and that's what i think that's what what makes me that i will like like objectively say like she is culturally appropriating the spirituality spaces because she's not giving she does not give it any credit to mm-hmm. wow. those eastern practices those ancient teachings right and that and that my friends is the difference between appropriation and appreciation if you provide um you know honoring and 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 respect to where that you know where that originated from or that you know an effort to it doesn't need to be perfect but she's like not once I've never seen anywhere where she's talked about where that's come from and she's read like she is very educated -educated, self-educated self-taught like she reads shit so I know she didn't like come up with this she read you know she read it on the internet
2: (laughs) and books and she's making i mean she's allowed like people are allowed to make money from the work they do but totally. she's also profiting so much on these practices exactly um and i don't know like how much of that she's given back if at all i don't know that at all but yeah i don't yeah,
1: yeah that's a good question i haven't seen anything um and you know what's interesting too is that like she's very i think intentional with her inner circle outer circle right because her the outer circle stuff that she puts out does not say anything about her having like extrasensory. you know it's a very mental health mm. um lingo not once did yeah. i see her talk about like you know the aliens or even this like grandiosity that i hear her have within yeah. the inner circle like that's what I'm like. That shit is manipulative. Like she's that's where she's manipulating the message and who. Because like if you're a fucking if you are like uh, so there's different types of c- cult leaders. I'm not saying that she is right now, but like you know there's the different types of cult leaders where we have, um, Heaven's Gate, the folks in. Oh yeah. Do you remember? Were they the they're the ones that drank the Kool Aid? So I want to mm-hmm. say California, what the Cortez is, right? So those leaders, they like was just very evenly like we're connected to aliens they're coming you know like follow us so then they had the line people that followed them that thought the same right like that their aliens are coming that they were aliens i forget what it was with her um nexium's leaders the more narcissistic Mm -hmm. um folks they they pick and choose. They're very charming. They pick and choose like how they present to people, right? So, and that's not just cult leaders. That's just anybody that tries to get ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's uh, capitalism. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that's just kind of like what I'm recognizing is that none of her website or like her Instagram and her YouTube really talks about like that specific. Yeah. Like
2: she has these like gifts and powers and blah 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 yeah in the documentary which i watched all of her um youtube videos like going into every episode and kind of saying like
0: Mm -hmm.
2: well they edited this this way and they did this this way so she says that this was highly edited and not how it actually happened so who knows um but there's a lot of clips of people like on the outer circle who are going to her re- retreats which maybe is like middle circle kind of right um, but her like some of them challenging her or questioning her and her getting that like grandiosity really like flaring up and and not mm-hmm. receiving criticism very well totally yeah
1: yeah and we'll definitely go into that cuz i would love to to chat more about that because that that is yeah. very telling in in personalities and like leadership abilities, right? Of like how do you, how does one take feedback um mm. in discussions like that. So yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, so that just, just for me shows like just a blanket of like manipulation and and intentionality in what she's doing and how she's presenting herself to align mm. with a certain crowd. And I think that was really cool. Like exactly what you're talking about of like the outer outer circle, which is like on Instagram, right? YouTube, the yeah. folks that that we we align with um service level she seems dope like cool like you're smart whatever whatever um middle is like the retreat where it gets kind of like spicy <laughs> you know of, like <laughs> fuck are you doing like the i don't know like and because the, the documentary that i started watching i think it was like scenes from her retreat right where she's mm-hmm. like in the water with them and she's like trauma processing yes yeah that's scary yeah so we'll go we can go into that part later because yeah, i didn't i didn't watch that because that that's where my like again i have to be mindful of the gatekeeping of like oh is it you know is she trained and blah 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 trauma but you know it like but i think there's a there's a her intent is for her own like i'm healing them rather than yeah. that true like i'm here to help them heal so they can be better so It's just putting them in unnecessary Mm. trauma. You can heal somebody without having them in the fucking water and creeping, like screaming and shit. Like, uh, like, yeah, like processing. You don't have to process that way. I think that's what, like, yeah, I think that's what, that's what's not rubbing me the right way um, with that part. So, yeah. um, So, again, I went on a tangent of like everything that she's saying is not new. Um so th- this this is what I do like a with, right like there is there this is how I practice you know I I lean into the mindfulness and practice therapy and just my own way of living of like so she found that confronting her worst memories and feelings giving them permission to consume I would not say that permission to consume her ultimately re- resulted in a lightness of being she wrote I felt relief the feeling of the feeling itself was er evaporated by my choice to dive into the feeling instead yeah you're 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 challenging right or you're you're not avoiding right that like what that is is you're not avoiding the trauma you're in the more you are exposed to it the more you become desensitized to the situation Mm -hmm. but there's also a fine line of desensitization and re-traumatizing and i wonder is if she's re-traumatizing her clients again i didn't watch it because i put in boundaries um (laughs) but yeah so that that's what i'm wondering too so okay so Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna be the spiritual bypassing part because it's not it's not part of here but anyways um yeah so i do i do absolutely right like that's what therapy is that's what having a coach is that's what doing work shadow like you know shadow work is it's it's not avoiding the past because the past is not in the past right when we have a quote-unquote overreaction it's like a flashback emotional flashback it's we experience in the present moment we experience that wound again over and over again and if it's not appropriately contained whatever that looks like it's just continuing to stick a knife into that wound
2: Um, I also wonder too, like, I think that's all true and it doesn't surprise me that she felt that relief, Mm -hmm. uh, which is wonderful. I'm so glad she did. Um, But I also wonder how, if that can maybe become addictive as well. Because when you're experiencing like the the most horrible of horrible memories and having full body, like, terror – of course you feel better after that because you've just hit like such a low low that anything above that's gonna be better. And I wondered mm-hmm. that in her retreats too, but even just for herself. Yes.
1: Like
2: of course you feel better after that. And that can be kind of addicting. Yeah, no, I
1: love that is such a good point. It's it's this thing that we we um I haven't studied it, but it, it it's talked about within the military community, not enough, but just the folks that do go to therapy, um, mm-hmm. is like especially for folks that have are in like combat or have deployed so it's it's like a like a adre- adrenaline um mm. feedback loop yeah. right um absolutely cuz also dopamine or what is it dopamine or serotonin that gets released to make you feel better when you're hurt right like mm. um that's what the addictive loop is is dopamine right like that's why any- anything could be addictive it's how your your brain and your body reinforces it so i think that's a, yeah like a beautiful point of like that that read yeah it, is it desensitizing or is it <laughs> mm. or, or are yeah. you just yeah uh, becoming addicted to that also what what came up for me is like i wonder did she heal? I mean, and this podcast is not about calling her on her shit, but is it healing or is it disso, dissociating? Yeah, that's a whole ass difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it makes me think, you know, and and again, healing is not is not a one time thing. It's not a. It's not a. Yeah. You know one result either so i i don't want to judge her on that but i think it's it's great to have these conversations that it does it's not just this one thing and just because she's like i'm healed and i'm teaching other people that like she's in a space that she can right because i think this this problematic mm-hmm. behavior comes from other shit that i'm not going to go into because i'm not trying you know like i don't know what they are i'm not looking that deep but i think like you know her inability to take accountability when yeah. she gets feedback, you know, I think that speaks to kind of like her window of tolerance and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um,
2: that's kind yeah. of my thing with shadow work in general. Like I think it's so needed, but I feel like we get our information a lot of the times from YouTube and Instagram, which is great. Cause that makes it yeah. accessible for people who can't afford it. But yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like, I'm going to do the work now. And then they like, <laughs> Go all in and, like, really deeply re-traumatize themselves or, like, make yeah. themselves suffer when they don't need to. Yeah. And that can just be so unfortunate when you can do it slowly and you can do it gently. I feel like that's and, not really safe about either.
1: Yeah. Um, that's such a great point. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Because there's not a right or wrong way for one person right like there yeah there's not like a cookie cutter way but it's just like mm. but safety is huge like safety is emotional physical mental like yeah safety that's that's a big thing as a therapist is like when i'm going in to do trauma work with folks what mm. does safety look like are they able to keep themselves emotionally safe right like if i know like they're not suicidal but if they're constantly living in this stress state when i'm not seeing them that's not safe mm-hmm. so we got to build resources right we got to do resourcing yeah. on and and um on being able to for them to manage that themselves because i only have an hour an hour and a half with them like they're living their life too right and it's like mm-hmm. homegirl is doing all this shit but she's not going to be with them you know their whole lot like the, the rest of the day or you know unless it's the retreat but even so like yeah, yeah so um so let's talk about um, the rise of t- of her, right the rise of Miss teal. So teal started to inquire this huge following more than a, uh, uh, following more than a decade ago doing Reiki sessions. so um she, was so she she's i guess a reiki practitioner back back in the day so it was like around 20 20 uh, 2011 um at the Co- uh, cosmic spiral which is a new age bookstore in salt lake city which is like fucking red flag for me right because let's talk about new age <laughs> mm, the new age yeah. movement is People can at me and leave, you know, leave comments, but like new age is neo spiritualism, it is appropriation of spiritual practices yeah. because it does not give homage and respect to where these tr- practices ha- have come from right like and when you even if it's well intended uh, intended to to be appreciative like you have to put intentions to it right so like Mm -hmm. um just saying like well it's out there for people to see yeah cool but but then you're you're erasing so many centuries and um practices and people when you do that so Mm -hmm. So I think that was a kind of flag of like okay that's where she was. You know and and of course like she didn't know that. Like it, and the folks in the new age didn't know that but like hindsight mm. now we know like mm, like that's not appreciation. Um yeah. so yeah she was doing re- she was practicing reiki with folks and this is where like it a pet peeve of mine of folks mm. practicing reiki and and it is a beautiful practice, right? It's a gentle Japanese meditative practice that you can practice with yourself and other people, with other people as a practitioner. I think she used this, my opinion, allegedly, as this, the, the, the vehicle of making herself feel like she was a healer like because mm. she was helping people right because it's it's it it's co-meditation it's it's co-regulation right it is a beautiful experience like i my husband is a he's converted right like he, he <laughs> loves reiki now because of mm. just how it makes him physiologically feel and to yeah. to probably people that have been pained that's fucking amazing and I think she ran with it because of that experience. Um, mm-hmm. she got a really great reputation and she was known as a spiritual catalyst.
2: Yeah. Um, Which even like for yeah. if people called me that, my ego and myself would like love that. That'd be <laughs> so exciting. So like I don't mean <laughs> yeah like that would feel good to hear i'm sure right <laughs> especially
1: especially she was already you know based on the reports of her as a young child like having mm-hmm. these like grandiose beliefs about herself that might have been rooted from insecurity abuse i don't you know what i mean like just her yeah. sense of self we, we, they don't. yeah it's just not talked about enough about that part um so yeah, yeah she leaned into it right so she was like hell yeah um and then she started to then – so she met a couple, John and um, Leslie Wainsgard, Wang- and they love you know loved her. I think she stayed with them for a little bit, but they ended up funding her first workshop um, where wow. she was – I don't know if she was, like, creating stuff or she was, like, providing her – no, no, she was teaching. Yeah, it was, like, a workshop to teach because she wanted to create, like, her wellness – stuff so then in 2012 she founded her company teal eye um but then it was her weekly Ask teal youtube videos that turned her into this in-demand guru and i highlighted guru because that is also an appropriate word appropriated word right guru comes from the the like i don't i don't think i don't i want to say it's not even like just the hindu but like guru is like from the indian culture that speaks of like a spiritual leader teacher right so you see like on youtube like beauty guru and blah 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 it's like no homie you're not like that's not it's not appropriate to use but i think that speaks to how the community was seeing her and 2012 like i was born 1987 how old was i in (laughs) 2012 like 23 24 So she was still like mid, she's like mid-twenties, right? With this huge like following. And I was just trying to not get a hangover the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. And that's also too when YouTube was starting to like kind of blow up, become more popular, Mm -hmm. it was like Um, mid-2000s. So she was also getting into that, you know, that space. So eventually she built a huge strong following Um, on on social media so she was all over youtube instagram twitter facebook and her folks right i think the folks that are becoming more inner like inner circle because i don't think the folks Mm. that we align with will call themselves a teal triber (laughs) but her inner circle folks on facebook groups and i think that's where more of the grandiose like messaging and like i think she had like her own like those videos right those more specific um true videos and teachings was in the in the facebook groups so they were called the teal tribers mm. um and the way she attracted and aligned this is her niche y'all like apparently you know if you're going a niche you use specific words because she would align them by um having words in the ceo or so not ceo seos of like google internet like depression addiction suicide like have I mean, probably mm-hmm. trauma but right like but she it is known she she <laughs> did that and she was able to extend her virtual reach um via her youtube video also which got like six million views when this article was written it, i'm sure so much more wow. and she, yeah so she told people in the gateway podcast or the the journalists that it was her ultimate goal isn't to be rich but to be famous Hmm. which fits i mean it fits with the narcissism so
2: yeah, yeah. Um, well it worked yeah, she, just not in the way right.
1: she's known right like that's and that's why i think people like will you know her her followers will be like oh but it's not for the money yeah but you know what also releases dopamine when you see yourself as a celebrity and other people see you as a celebrity like she yeah she said like, it was in, a, in this very, like, woe is me, but, like, like uh, bragging. She's like, yeah, like, what other spiritual leader do you know that needs a six-person security guard team when they're out there and blah, blah, blah? Because she does, like, now she does these talks and, you know, these people are, yeah. like, like gushing over her. And then the, 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 the journalist is like, the da- Dalai Lama has a security team. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that to her, but it was like, you're... You're not special. Like, you know what I mean? Like lots yeah. of have security teams. Like Tony Robbins has a security team. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, it, yeah. But like she, but she was like, who else? Like, okay. So anyways. Um, she says she wants to be like Oprah or Ellen. Or Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. I too want to <laughs> be like Ellen, I suppose. Yeah. So, you know, so she's so it's not just this altruistic, like I just want to help people, mm. right? Like she has shit that she wants to 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 um also meet, right? Like I, I'm not going to shame her for having goals. Like I too have yeah. goals to not be homeless. <laughs> um, so yeah, so whatever. She's like seems like a typical spiritual guide person, coach. Um, and honestly, the, the this is from the article, pretty point on, right? I feel like she's like any basic spiritual guide, but it was because of the um, internet that she was able to mm-hmm. have the influence in global reach. Oh, sorry. My, my headphones. Um, I'm switching. <laughs> they died. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hello. Can you hear me?
2: Mm-hmm. I can hear you. Oh, I can't hear you. Let me switch. Oh, no. Test am so professional. Test. <laughs> <laughs> what happens to me? They have such a short battery life. Or That's whatever it's okay. called. Do, 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 do. Oh, I realize I'm talking and you can't hear me. So sorry. Hello. Oh there we Hi. Can you hear me? Hey. Okay.
1: Hello.
2: Your audio sounds a little, like, tin can Like, tinny. <laughs> let, me, let me see. Oh, that makes sense. Thanks for
1: talking. It's because my microphone turned off.
2: Oh, there <laughs> it <laughs> is. Thank you. Yeah, that's way better. Uh, yay. <laughs> Thank
1: you. So, Yeah so that's her um no there's so much more (laughs) okay so yeah so internet made her famous cool congratulations um she is very charismatic right like she 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 has a knowledge and intelligence however there's a lot of things that are problematic and we'll go into that but i just want to just Pinpoint a couple things about like just how big of a like following she she has right and that in cult I feel like and Sam let me know what you think like I think cult is a big like I think that's a stretch for her like I think she has cult like behaviors and it's getting mm-hmm. cultish but I don't see her as a cult in the way of like Nexium or Jim Jones or I mean maybe not yet we're still
2: right yeah I think Actually, that's what, so in the documentary, there's this personal, or not personal, private investigator who's determining whether or not she's a cult. And she even said, like, outer circle? No, not a cult. Inner circle? I think her words were, maybe. <laughs> the like the investigator? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, I concur. I. <laughs> she said that to Teal's face, too, Anna. And it was oh. recorded, which is nice. Such a, like sassy older lady. I loved it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that's kind of what, yeah, where we're, we're getting to, because it's not again, the folks that we see that we follow that are getting custom swan tattoos, <laughs> drawings of her face.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. I mean, homies, how many of y'all have tattoos of me? Like,
2: <laughs> you know. <laughs> Rude. Um. I know. Pendent. Join <laughs> my Patreon. Join my Patreon for free, for a ten dollar tattoo. Right. It'll be a sketch. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So so I think she again very intentional, very very um very um. Yeah, I think just intentional how she presents. I think that's what, yeah, like that. her, what I was trying to say is like how she presents to the outer circle, to the public. Because then when people, then when she has naysayers, she can be like, they're haters. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Look at my Instagram. That doesn't say that. I never said I was an alien and that I'm like this amazing person. Um, But then she has audio that says like, I can heal people. I can do this. Okay, so let's go into the the other stuff I think I'm just yeah I'm kind of jumping too far ahead because now because I haven't gone to like the stuff that makes us be like what the fuck is she talking about okay yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah she she looks like just another honestly wellness wellness influencer but she does again has those like buzzwords and she does know what she's talking about when it comes like to, to the mental health therapeutic mm-hmm. stuff and i think that's why people really aligned to her at first because she the terms that she was i'm like oh damn like she she's read some things right like but then there's yeah. her like extremely radical views on suicide and i think this is like when you're so ex- like radical on one end when you have aligned people to that they're already going to be like ride or die for you right because it's, it's like yeah. it's already such a polarizing topic
2: so especially if you feel like she saved your life you're gonna support her no matter what she does totally because again like
1: you know I I I identify as myself identify as like I'm recognized like I'm a disruptor like this is who I am like I don't I say things that people don't align with or society has you know like just breaking Mm -hmm. away from societal bullshit right so yeah there's gonna be a majority of people that don't like that Or think that's wrong or even unethical right as this type of therapist that I am like we even having a fucking podcast right like yes now there are like Millennials right but like literally when I was in grad school in 2015 there was no psychology mental health therapist anywhere so like so whoever the first person that did it thank you um and like they're probably seen as like a piece of shit for breaking ethical whatevers um So I imagine that's how people see her, too, in regards to, yeah, like, that they're like, oh, she's super edgy. She's super raw. Right. Yeah. Um. So what has been highly controversial and criticized is her teachings and beliefs on suicide. And this is where you can see she does it. Um, she talks about it. Like, she does talk about it in her YouTube videos and then live mm-hmm. events um, and then at her, like, retreats. And um and why this is extremely controversial that like just goes beyond just talking is because there were at least two former teal trivers, right? People in her inner circle that had died because of suicide. And it is believed that it was under the influence of her teachings. So Leslie mm. Wingsguard and then an, un- another unidentified male. Um, so Leslie and John, I mentioned were the, the first folks that she kind of came in contact in this new, in this like wellness, spiritual teaching, they were like her first ride or die, like the supporters, uh, before she got into YouTube and all that stuff. And they had all, they had, um, stayed with her throughout her journey. So, so this is interesting because this happened. So Leslie, um, completed suicide a year a year after or within the year working with teal so i think teal blew up prior to this happening i think had it happened during there would have been more more shit stirred up right but i think it was more hush hush but then she had um um people speak up against her and her practices so that's why it's starting to get kicked up now in 2022 yeah so and jump at any time if, if I, I i left anything out so leslie and john both um suffered f- from mental health um disorder you know diagnoses mm-hmm. um leslie was taking an uh also an antidepressant and john were taking they were taking um uh, i want to say ssris right antidepressants mm-hmm. and they met teal like oh teal's amazing she's gonna help us heal so this so the so what teal does in her in her teachings in suicide she pretty much doesn't turn away from suicide talk which i i also do not get scared off by suicide Mm -hmm. assessments idea ideations right like i tell my clients when i when i even like perspective clients um oh like if you are having suicide ideations, does that that does not mean you're going to do it? That does not immediately mean you need to call nine one one, right? Like I want to have a safe space so you can talk about it because right. people don't talk about suicide because they fear that they're gonna get locked up because that is a fact that has happened and is still happening by yeah. untrained, poorly trained, not even untrained, poorly yeah. trained and um and scared professionals right and again society wise like death is so taboo and scary um in many cultures so with her she makes it you you, because in your darkest moments you're seen right when it comes to suicide like you're having those thoughts and somebody's like i hear you i see you i'm holding space for you that's fucking powerful that is enough to keep the person from doing you know of uh, the completing suicide or or even going further right so i think that's that connection that i know that's the connection and the tether that that mm-hmm. she she has on the people that they, that's what they've said like i've just watching her talk about it right this parasocial yeah. relationship just on youtube saves people's lives and i don't want to knock that either that's her lived experience yeah. right like she's open about that and and, and that is beautiful work what I don't fuck with <laughs> and is scary to me is for her to say shit like this. <clears throat> Let me find that. Um, where she says, Death. What what the fuck did she say? I don't want to misquote her, but she said, like, death is a gift that you can give to yourself.
2: Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God, where is it? I know it, that isn't talked about it being like a reset.
1: Yes. Death is a reset. Death is a beautiful thing that can happen, that you can give to yourself. Um, Like, it feels so good is pretty much what she's like. How the fuck do you know? Yeah. You're still here, homegirl. Like, like, and yeah. that's where I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm going to fight her. <laughs>
2: Yes. Can I go on like a side tangent about that? Yes, please. There's this, uh, so I texted you asking about it. There's this text called A Course in Miracles, which I'm not knocking at all. I think there's like, I've read parts of it and definitely gotten a lot out of it and could stand to probably read more. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I noticed a lot of people who are like really invested in that work often have that like glamorized, And I've even heard this in, like, other religious settings, too, that, like, death is kind of, like, home base, and when we can get there, we can feel peaceful, and I think that's so good, but when Mm -hmm. it becomes harmful is when we start thinking that our bodies and the earth that we're on now is, like, temporary, and we just kind of have to endure it, and I feel like some spiritual texts and teachers, like, really encourage that. And I think it cre- can create such like a disassociation from the body and from being grounded, which was also really important.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great point. I think too is that like I think, and that's also kind of co. I feel like that's a co-opted
2: spiritual bypassing. Mm-hmm. I think we talked yeah, a little wait. bit about that, right? Just wait till you die. Like you don't have to deal with any of this now.
1: Yeah. Maybe yeah 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 exactly like or yeah just endure the suffering because your earth body is gonna you're you're gonna leave your earth body soon right like and and i say this from a like spiritual person like i am a spiritual person not religious but you know like like i don't know what i believe it's not a a reset like death like death is not a reset meaning like you don't come back to your body right? Like, mm-hmm. whatever spirituality, like, yes, it could be a reset as in reincarnation. I grew up believing that. But even when we believe in reincarnation, we don't think it as a reset. Because
2: mm-hmm. a reset means mm-hmm. that you get
1: to turn it off and turn it back on. Yeah, i right. just turning it off. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then another thing too is with the naysayers so let me let me wait on that this mm-hmm. part of like the, the the how she talks to people that speak like give her feedback um mm-hmm. but going back to um yeah so that's how she's she she tells people about death right she she tells them it, it you know it's a reset it's a gift that you can give to yourself it's it's the like most beautiful feeling <sighs> And like, you can have deaths in other versions, right? They have ego deaths,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like that psycho deaths, right? Like that people, people experience that when they are um, like, when they do psychedelics and that has amazing results. I've never done it. I want to, but I have clients that experience that. Right. And it, and, and it, with ego deaths, I won't go into it Cause I also don't know too much. So I don't want to speak too much of it, but it's like a sense of self, right? When you have a death, mm-hmm. like a, a death of a, like a specific identity right um then you can kind of reset from there because if you have trauma Mm -hmm. and you have a core belief of i'm a piece of shit and then you're like no i'm not a piece of shit my family is or whomever right then that's that 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 death of that specific ego state um Mm. but that's not what she's talking about y'all so i'm not gonna give her that she's talking about real death
2: (laughs) yeah and i think she referenced like so many i think largely buddhist teachings will Talk about, like, kind of welcoming in death and not being afraid of it. And I think that's different than saying, like, death is a reset. We should hurry the process up. I think not being afraid of death and being friends with death is very different than. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Teal Swan, I'm going to need you to get Buddhist out of your fucking mouth because Mm -hmm. that's not right either. Yeah. No, Mm that's a beautiful point, Sam. Like, that's not what Buddhism is is saying in regards to just how i practice and what my family has practiced for hundreds of years is that like Mm -hmm. yes you you have a relationship with death right that death like that you know fearing death is not going to allow you to to live in the present moment right it's that radical acceptance of right now right here you can't always you don't know what the fuck is going to happen in the future so you know worry about yourself right now right we're not like oh death is an option right it's not a Mm -hmm. tool to end suffering you you end suffering by choosing to not suffer anymore Mm -hmm. you you end suffering by recognizing that pain is inevitable but that you don't have to live in pain um yeah so i'm gonna fight her on that one (laughs) so yeah, no, I think that's a really great point. So yeah, so the way she just glamorizes
2: death, right. Mm, that's a good is, word. I,
1: yeah, she's glamorizing it. And the reason why like controversy with with um her her former follower, um Leslie is so she was working, okay, like again, like peer support, love it. I think it's important. um live experience. But she was already in a space of that grandiosity, like, I can change shit and I can say things. So she had – so before Leslie completed um, her suicide, I want to say it was, like, a couple days prior to – so, yeah, a couple days prior to Leslie um, completing suicide, Teal recalled that she had a very serious sit-down with Leslie and said – and she said, okay, we are either – We either are or aren't committing to life because every time I because she said this to her, because every time I gave her a suggestion, she stopped in two days, then we would have to ask the question, do we really want this to work? What's interesting is when she asked herself that question, the answer is no, I'm done. So there was nothing that any healer could ever do for that type of vibration.
2: Mm. oh what's so harmful about that is saying that leslie didn't work hard enough not that, and that like, it was something fucking to ho-
1: be adjusted hopeless exactly and that she was hopeless and helpless you don't tell a like, mm. severely depressed person that they are helpless hopeless like you fucking got to like <laughs> like <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. this is awful because let's break it down right and Please stop me, because this is when I go into fucking rants, right? Like, <laughs> she – so Leslie has a mental – health. she has a history of mental health illness
2: mm-hmm. disorder.
1: Depression, I'm pretty sure. I don't know anything else. And she was on antidepressants herself. She was taking Paxil, which is an SSRI, and so which helps with the uptake of the serotonin, which is the feel-good chemical. Um, So it's not – it's it's not – it's not um, a, like – intense severe you know like a like it's not like a benzo like a xanax that like completely Mm -hmm. numbs you it it from my understanding right because i take zoloft and that shit has been amazing and that's an ssri also so Mm -hmm. like from my understanding it's it's not it's not one of those where like xanax you're like nothing matters you know i've never taken xanax but i mean (laughs) we won't go into that (laughs) but yes so so also in addition Teal encouraged her to come off of Paxil. Oh my
2: goodness. Who, a woman a that was suicidal person yeah, to come off of their suicide. medication. Yep.
1: In mm-hmm. addition to her husband, John, who was also um, working with her, she Teal had suggested, encouraged him to get off of his um, antidepressants because mm-hmm. it was. Keeping him from spiritual awakening. Mm. I mean, a bitch has been on SSRIs for like four years, but I've never been more spiritually awakened. So fuck you, Teal.
2: I feel the same way. I think (laughs) the bulk of my like spiritual whatever you want to call it happened when I was like because not just when. It happened because I wasn't incredibly depressed and incredibly anxious exactly
1: right because so she told him and thank you for sharing that like mm-hmm. to reach self-realization he had to get off of it because um the ssris is emotionally suppressing or he's experiencing emotional suppression mm. and i can see that some types of um psych um psychotropic medications can do that like not, not like your awakening but like the emotional suppression right like I said xanax right benzos are extremely yeah. extremely not nu- like could feel numbing like sometimes the opioids right because it, it just gives you um those release of better feeling brain chemicals where SSris are the ones that are like less um less intense like that for me mm-hmm. I always I literally tell everybody it's like the rainy cloud like you know those commercials like the rainy cloud just yeah. came off of me like I I feel feel like a anti or a antidepressant um commercial <laughs> because it allows you to 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 yeah. to come back to yourself right it 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 allows you mm-hmm. to work through yeah everything like it allows you to feel feel it allows you to feel feeling yes um yeah, I agree. yeah so that's fucking problematic
2: and another piece which and I think we can do. If all. you don't mind mm-hmm. me interrupting. No, not at all. I totally love that you said that about gatekeeping and how healers can be healers without oh, whatever mm-hmm. like certification that you have <laughs> or degree that you have. But also I think there does need to be that awareness of I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a medical professional. I can't be giving advice about medications because that's Simpl- I can have opinions on them, but she's yeah. simply outside of her realm of what she should be doing. Totally. And I think that's like,
1: yeah, again, safety, right? Are you doing more harm? I don't give a fuck mm. what your like intention is. What uh-huh. harm, right? What harm? Even me as a trained, licensed in two states, one territory, right? Independently licensed. I still tell my clients, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. Mm-hmm. I mean, psychologists, they don't they don't um, prescribe. But like, I'm still like, this is out of my scope. But I studied I took I took a course, I was tested on it, you know, like that was part of my passing grade was to learn about Mm -hmm. um, medications, but I still will say, that's out of my scope, I recommend you see somebody and I think she was burned by her psychiatrist. And she also went into inpatient you know as a child or a teenager also because their suicidality um which i also like i totally empathize with that like that shit is traumatizing i've never experienced it but my clients have experienced it i i too have a problem with those systems
0: um
1: but yeah but but for her to straight up be like "Mm, you should come off of it because it's oppressing your emotions is not okay and that's very problematic and i think that again speaks to her what's i don't want to keep throwing out her grandiosity but like it just her her afflated inflated self Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) worth you know what i mean like yeah of
1: of her healerness
2: yeah yes and i think with the gatekeeping too there were so many psychologists or mental health professionals that were telling her that this method of suicide approach parts of it were not healthy and were actually harmful and she chose to ignore that i think that's where mm-hmm. that like distinction lies for her anyway. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah and then now that she has you know allegedly in my opinion those two deaths related to her teachings right like yeah she had so she had those discussions so she had those discussion that discussion with leslie of pretty much like are you committing to life or not pretty much like that is so not okay i have conversations of do you think about dying you do okay like it's called a like and i'm not saying this to be like um condescending like so what we do is called risk assessments right mm-hmm. assessment for the risk of uh completing or you know Attempting suicide, so we look at: um do they plan, or do they have, in- or they have thoughts? Yes, they have thoughts. Do they have a plan to do it? Do they have intent to do it? Right, because thinking I just want to sleep forever, passive death, right? Like it's a little dark, but like everybody wants to nap forever, right? It's not because you don't want to live anymore, but it's because you just don't want to adult anymore respect right. <laughs> doesn't mean I want to fucking die maybe um and then it's I'm so stressed I want to die that doesn't mm-hmm. mean you want to really die though it's because you're stressed right at the moment we've all had those and you know I'm I'm big for normalizing suicide ideations it's mm-hmm. because the more we talk about it the more it's normalized that it's okay it's so that we can go under the root of why we feel that way
2: Yeah, and that's been proven, too, that the more we can say the word, killing yourself or suicide, the less suicidal that person becomes. Because they felt – they, totally, because they'll feel heard, they'll feel felt,
1: they'll feel seen, right? It's that validation, it's that connection, because suicide is often – the suicide is a strategy suicide is a coping mechanism right it's mm-hmm. it's to not feel the pain anymore it's it's not to suffer anymore um and and how do you how so what's kind of the opposite of that right connection meaningful like meaning making um mm. empathy like so so that's where she you know provides that for the people but then she like and this is where it's like real kind of all kinds of fucked up of like the way she she then does it where i started to hear a little bit of the retreat and let me know if you if you saw more of it mm. but what is, what is, so this visualization of how you would fucking kill yourself i
2: know <laughs> they didn't expand more than that that she would do visualizations of imagining the process and imagining how you would feel and i think think thinks, so i'm not sure but i think they said that then you would visualize the opposite so mm. maybe that was rounded out a little bit but again i think she like really cited that like the dalai lama believes in doing that or like certain religions have done that and it's just it's it's not the same to be friends with death yeah and like not be fearful and like imagine yourself doing it acting it yeah. out yeah visualizing
1: that's a, that's the thing she yeah. is so extreme in that like and i just got like a like full body like no the fuck not <laughs> like yeah. dolly llama my ass no mm-hmm. but um of like no no like normalizing accepting moving forward but like to sit there and be like this is how i would do it right because it, in in mental health assessments Uh, risk Mm -hmm. assessments we do ask have you had thoughts of doing it yes um have you ever thought about how you would do it yes what would that look like right which can seem dark and like what the fuck are you doing but they 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 have the plan they have a plan right i didn't put that fucking plan in their head i wasn't like oh did you think about a knife you know but i will ask do you have knives around do you have anything else around right because we're we're um looking for accessibility
2: and as soon as prevention, you want to assess where they are. You don't want to take them from having the intent to going to action to visualizing action, or help them make a plan. That's yeah. so backwards. You you want to assess where they are, not help them get there. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's that's exactly what I heard, or what I was thinking when I was listening to. It. I'm like, this mm. bitch is
2: helping them make a plan. I know. I so and I can like kind of see the intent or like where sure. he was go, But just like hearing that, like you said, a full body no. And I think like in those clips, you could see people having a full body no. And that wasn't encouraged, which is even scarier. Yeah, that's traumatizing
1: to be like, Yeah. Um. Go go ahead and just imagine how you do it. Oh, you're scared of death, but just go ahead and do it
2: you're here because you don't want to die. And now I'm going to like me, this person yeah. who you've paid $5,000 to come see who you've read all my books and you've watched all my videos. And now I'm telling you to do this. And if you tell me, no, I'm going to be mad at you. And I'm going to shame you in front of all these. People. Yes, totally. And that's where that cult like mm-hmm. mentality
1: kicks in. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that the foundation, right? Like, she uh, and this is scary because she she is intelligent she does have good points and that's what people get caught into um so yeah so that's the scary part and yeah so so kind of now like going going towards the like what it looks like to be in her inner circle and and Mm. and have feedback or, or 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 opposing thoughts right there was a um on the podcast and i and i imagine she you know she's spoken before but her name was cam i don't know if that's her real name but she she um spoke out and to her or she said something to her right like she said something to teal and teal was like very like uh fucking keith reneri like of like oh but like let's look inside like look let's turn it back on you and blah blah blah, Mm -hmm. blah and and teal was like i can see that you're suicidal kim's like i've never been suicidal in my life like she went in for like retreat healing like she she was not suicidal right and i think that's why she was it, she was able to see it more like to see the discrepancies yeah so she didn't have that fear to like speak up um and she didn't have like she didn't have teal on a fucking pedestal so she spoke up she's like no she's like you she's I wish I I wrote it down, but like she was like, no, you're suicidal. I see it in you. I can, I have that gift. Like this, she literally thinks it says that she can see that people are suicidal. And Cam's like, no, I'm not like literally telling her, no, I don't. And she's like, you should, I think she said like, you should think of a plan or pretty much like you should go and kill yourself. Well, she's like, why don't you go take a drive? Why don't you go take a drive and figure it out?
2: Even if she was... That would be horrible advice. Not like if you. If you're if you're you,
1: seeing her, yeah. If you if you're so adamant that she's suicidal, why the fuck would you leave her alone? Why would you tell her to go on a drive in a wow actual now could be a means
2: of suicide, ma'am? Right? And she did that a lot with um, like I I do believe that. Traumatic memories can be hidden and then they can resurface. I definitely believe that because it's happened. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Um, won't go into that. But um, my my friend, would my friend, <laughs> me, I'm friend. <laughs> implant. Yeah, yeah. Someone I know. Um, she'd implant these ideas of like family Suppressed. sexual abuse, yes. and she would. Like, the person would be like, no, 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 I really don't think so. I think my family loves me. And she'd say, no, your family does not love you. And it's the same thing of saying, like, I know you're suicidal and you don't. I know you have suppressed trauma and you don't. It's just so dangerous. Yes. Yeah, she would say,
1: like, I see trauma in you. Like, bitch, no the fuck you don't.
2: Like, I'm going to – yeah. I know. And if someone told you that, that you respected and idolized so deeply – and you be- like you would believe her, but yes. then then her those people would become so isolated from their families who did not right. abuse them, right? So that's a
1: good point. So with with Leslie, that was what happened in regards to the r- suppressed memories, right? And I mm-hmm. think it's important f- to to kind of go and I'm going to do this the top of my head because I don't want to Google it right now, but like re- regress, uh, regressed memories and suppressed memories, right? Like regressed mm. memories. You know what? Let me Google it. Let's get you the <laughs> definition. Cause I'm not trying to misquote my, my ass. Um, <laughs> uh, but she, she was on the, on the side of repressed, sorry. Mm. No, not, not regressed repressed memories and then suppressed memories. There you go. And she was on the end of suppressed memories.
2: Ooh, I don't know um, the difference. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So, um,
1: so repression is what we we study in, in in my my like mental health stuff. So repressed is essentially like a form of um, of like defense mechanism, right? You have these like like uh, you have distress. So it's the first, and this is a Freudian thing. So take it where you take it how you want, but is essentially yeah. like the unconscious feelings and urges that like is put into the unconscious um, part of the brain to protect yourself. Um, so he believed that physical sim- uh, symptoms could be associated with repre- repression um Mm -hmm. so like you know stress anxiety depression so suppressed suppressed emotions let's see um is deliberately trying to forget or not think about unwanted
0: thoughts
2: okay that makes sense where repression is
1: unconsciously right like so we don't like trauma we don't know that it's there um where suppress is your your I mean, it's not it's not on. It's not it's not wrong. Like that's not a non clinical. We just don't talk about it. Often I like we use different language of just Yeah, so su- suppressing is like you're a- you actively know that you have these thoughts or those memories and you and you put them down. It's so it's mm-hmm. conscious avoidance, whereas re- repression is uncon unconscious so mm-hmm. then she wasn't fucking right because she was like you have suppressed memories and then they're like i don't know what you're talking
2: about so she meant repressed so you're yeah but i'm gone. not i'm not i wasn't doing a direct quote so she may have gotten it right no,
1: no no oh okay no i think she did no i think i think it was i think she did say suppressed though mm-hmm. looking at like okay. the stuff that i saw also
2: um oh interesting
1: because which also
2: that's like a lot of shame like what if they were consciously avoiding trauma yeah that's in their right to do and if they're doing it there might be a reason they're doing it and it's not your job to decide when.
1: exactly yeah hey homie if it's working and i don't fucking remember it (laughs) you know and i have clients and i and like you know, I will have folks come in and be like, you know, I like I have all this stuff tra- childhood. I'm like, you know what? Like the way my vehicle of transformation is is like we look at like patterns in the past. I'm like, I don't want to think about the past, okay? But it's in your present. I mean, I don't sound like that, but you know what I mean. But it's if it's so in funny. your present, <laughs> I promise, <laughs> I'm a really good therapist. Um, but. um, but if it, you know if it shows up in the present, you know like it is affecting you. But if it's not like like you said, who the fuck am I to say like you need to heal something that's not even showing up? Like I yeah. don't care. I mean,
2: and you're also care, but, like, seeing it's not. your yeah you care. You're also seeing your clients like every week, every other week, and she was seeing these people for the first time for five days. That one time, right? Oh yeah, like just that retreat. Yeah, yes. and, and
1: yeah, and 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 if it, and if they did end up re or processing it was like that session and she'd be like okay peace bye and then she wouldn't see them again essentially like it wasn't mm-hmm. like this continuous like healing exactly oh yeah so that container like really that's the tr- like that's mm-hmm. where the relationship building and that safety comes is that container um that we do the healing and that she didn't fucking provide and she didn't give a shit honestly like that and that's Mm -hmm. where it's problematic and not okay so yes thank you for bringing that up another so again the the repress or suppress i want to say she did use the word suppressed memories though Hmm. and so which means consciously you know blocking those memories And and this is um, a controversial, I don't know any therapist that does that, like, in my whole fucking network of therapists that do suppressed memory therapy, because it's very controversial, that happened during, a lot of it was during the satanic panic, where she was also a child, Mm -hmm. Um, so she was a victim, but she was, like, there was a play into that, too, that I think is a connection that we can also do a deeper fucking dive, Um, because... She was huge on with Leslie, like, we need to do suppressed um, memory therapy, which pretty much convinced Leslie that she was sexually abused by her father. Hmm. Um, So that then, yeah, huge, like, while she
2: was coming off of her SSRI. While she was at a heightened risk, Mm -hmm. she led her through that. Yep.
1: Yeah, blindly because she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. Because then she took it personal, right? So as a therapist, as a coach, mm-hmm. right, or a guide, someone's healing is not my healing, right? It's not yeah. our healing. We are yeah. a support, we are a witness, we are there alongside, but to to act like it is your like. The responsibility, honestly, because that means you have some onus on their their healing, right? Mm. You're taking, right? So she was like, there's nothing a healer can do to help you. Mm. You're going to fucking say that to somebody? Of course they're going to
2: kill themselves. Like,
1: that is so harmful.
2: Especially a person in her position.
1: Yeah, she's so, Mm. and this is, I think this speaks to the blind following of people that love her. John, Mm -hmm. the widower of Leslie, he found his wife Mm. after she you know completed it. He still says he's still a um, avid supporter of teal. Mm. Um, yeah, he has her paintings, has her paintings next to his bed, um, and Mm -hmm. says teal had absolutely nothing to do with this whatsoever. Just like objective, like like not even objectively, but like yeah, looking at it objectively, like yeah, she had something, you know, like like she wasn't there. No, she didn't actively say you should right. do it, but yeah, she didn't didn't have a,
2: nothing to do with it. Um, yeah, and even knowing like the risk level that she was at, she didn't do anything to like support her in fact she did the opposite so maybe she's not yeah. like quote unquote responsible but she sure knew what was going to happen negligent.
1: yeah she yeah. was negligent as her yeah. quote unquote healer person and i think because she's not in a legal binding relationship you know as as her actual coach right like she i don't she wasn't hired to be yeah yeah so it's tricky like that, and that's why she's never been charged for it, right? Because nobody's going to press charges. There's not enough There's not enough evidence to charge her.
2: Oh, but Unless, was it, wasn't right? it Utah that reached out to her and was like, you got to stop practicing, girl. Like, you got to stop saying that. Oh, really? Yeah. Because she was <gasps> using the Utah, um, like, seal or something and saying that she was doing, like, she wasn't saying she was doing counseling, but she was, like, alluding to it kind of. Yeah. And they reached out to her and told her she had to stop
1: good that's a start yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because she's being harmful and i think that's the line right yes. I'm not, yeah yes. like like we were saying like the gatekeeping like if you are healing and you know what yeah if you're helping then please by all means help heal support but she is problematic in what she's saying when you have thousands of people so to go to kind of end it on like so she has there's this platform of Um, thousands of people that are called the teal truthers as the the gateway podcast calls them Um, they seek to expose her alleged cultish power that she has over the inner circle Mm -hmm. Um, and they're the ones that kind of really made a big um, made a lot of noise about leslie's death and for her to and she's you know, she she's not even concerned about it really. Like she says, or the way she's perceiving it, where mm-hmm. she she finds the claim laughable and untrue. Um, Refinery29 reached out and asked her about the podcast, um, the gateway and the allegations against her. They sent that video. Teal Swan answered to the allegations made against her that. Was released in 2018 so this is a nearly one hour and 48 minute long reaction video posted oh in 2017 months before the gateway was released oh snap oh wow um so she released and she was a she was a a part like a uh active participant in this podcast so i think she didn't recognize or she didn't realize in her grandiose mind that she was doing anything wrong right but then the way she objectively the the, the evidence was was put out by the podcast creators that like homegirl what the fuck are you doing she then had to do like you know PR pretty much damage control yeah yeah exactly damage control so she said so in there she said I felt guilty for Leslie's death it was e- early in her mm-hmm. career um mm-hmm. So she, but she still denied it. Like she feels guilty, but I don't think she does. But she says that she um, she calls the accusations that she wants her client and followers to die is completely outrageous. I don't think she wants them to die. I just think yeah, she's not trying to like. She's not like Marilyn Manson. She's just an abuse of power. Like, <laughs> right? I think she likes being edgy. She likes being you know like this like. You know raw conscious she likes being controversial for sure um yeah that's true it's also good for like business yes exactly exactly yeah like i imagine her shit has now blown up right like obviously she caught our attention
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah, i watched her youtube videos now
1: (laughs) get those subscribes
2: back yeah
1: (laughs) she got my views Uh yeah <laughs> get on my burner account no um <laughs> um yeah so i think so i think the, and this is where I, I will kind of like also like reiterate why like i do think she's problematic and cult could get is is cult ish mm-hmm. is like when she's held accountable and and mm-hmm. given feedback she minimizes and gaslights Mm-hmm. those issues yeah. um and does it try to to you know find out or even try to problem solve or anything about like how can I make if somebody was calling me a cult leader I would be very like offended and be like oh my god what do I do like I don't want to be a cult leader. <laughs> yeah. um, like and it's funny because my my partner will like he'll he'll um he'll fuck around right because like on anchor and spotify i think it's anchor you could see like how many people listen to each episode or even i'm like oh mm-hmm. i have this many followers like i'm so excited he's like oh that's a small call that's a small medium-sized church i'm like shut up <laughs> the,
2: the ultimate success
1: <laughs> right i know
2: right i'm like
1: i'm like tell me again you grew up in the south without telling me you grew up in the south <laughs> it's like oh it's a medium-sized church <laughs> good job <laughs> like shut up um so it's... welcome to my <laughs> <Yeah>. surprise <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. gotcha fuckers but the um... the real point of this is cults cult so bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. so end of the story is I no <laughs> um so we're collaborating (laughs) this is our next go i guess no so yeah so she yeah so i think so i think what what it's telling is like i keep saying is like like, she's gaslighting the people that are speaking up against her and she's like this is not verbatim because i'm like i'm not i don't have it verbatim but like She's like, well, the reason why they don't really fuck with me, she's not that cool to talk like that, but she's like, the reason why they're not fucking with me is because, like, I didn't write, I didn't write their emails, I didn't write back to their email soon enough. Like, literally, it, that that's why just like, that's why they're mad at me. So, it's former members of the tribers. Um, you know, just like the reason why they're not, they left the group is because just little things like I'm not riding soon enough or they don't get enough time with me. Um, so they lose a sense of belonging when they're no longer with the tribe. So, of course, what are they going to go? They're going to go to the hate group so they can get that sense of of belonging. No, no. That's, that's also,
2: not. she made a good point in her YouTube video, which was that. The documentary, like, did negatively portray the people who followed her, which I agree. They, like, did make Mm -hmm. them seem, like, weak. But at the same time, if we're using that logic to say that all of her followers are so – they need constant attention and constant validation. And if she won't give it to them, they're going to leave and hate her (laughs) instead. Like, that's really – To call them that emotionally immature – exactly yeah and those are the people that are your followers or like support you yeah your supporters exactly so immediately she's so
1: these are folks that you care about so much but yeah but then that's that's Mm -hmm. your view on them right is that oh but they're so desperate for belonging that they immediately go to a hate group no that's not it (laughs) so but despite that She still says, she still says all of the people saying like, hey, that's not, no, that's not okay. I have the confidence and I have the strategy to help people out of suicidal thoughts.
2: Mm. And it's also like respectable to say that you made a mistake and that like maybe they're, it's okay to defend yourself too. Yeah. it's also okay to say like, Oh, actually, like after hearing all this feedback, I'm gonna take a look at it, and I think yeah. that's really what's lacking. And also, it's yeah. not lost on me that she's a white woman not taking ownership and accountability when she's called out too. Like, there's also that layer there too, right? Right. And I
1: appreciate you bringing that up because I think that's mm-hmm. a, a It's it's the it's the fragility that of. The feedback, mm. right? It's the, oh, well, they don't like me because I am a woman on there. Sure, that parts of that is true, right? But like, yeah, you can't hide behind that just because you're a white woman or a woman in general, that that's what's being addressed. Like, yeah, there's no, there's yeah. no ability, there's no self awareness.
2: <laughs> yes. And I definitely tried to keep that in mind. Like, do I have a bias against her because she's obviously like an assertive woman who, is practicing like non-christian things right maybe like maybe on accident sure like but at the same time like you said she can't hide behind that basically
1: yeah and and when we're looking at the problematic behaviors Mm -hmm. it's the problematic behaviors that we're calling out not not who the i don't care like again right it, we could easily be like, oh, but she doesn't have a certificate. She doesn't, she's not licensed. She's not higher education. I don't give a fuck. But when you tell suicidal patient or clients um, that it's either they need to make a choice now that they're going to do this or not, right? Or you tell them that there's mm-hmm. no healing. There's nothing else a healer can do. Like, no, you're fucking wrong. And yeah. an asshole for that.
2: And that, yeah. that's the line. Um you would have missed this since you didn't see the hulu show um but there was a woman who joined um she was like in love with her like like manager like he was more than that he was like almost like a platonic partner and like really invested in her business and was like with her since she was younger um and she fell in love with him and it shows this woman like entering and being really excited and it slowly shows her like questioning and feeling really alienated and then it shows her having this confrontation with Teal and the Teal like argued that they edited a lot of things because some things she was saying you couldn't see her mouth saying so I did keep that in mind but the Mm -hmm. things that she said when it was all on her face were so awful and so like so abusive there's no way that could have been edited to seem more abusive than it was it's was just so right awful.
1: right yeah context are not like yeah i mean yeah no i think that's a good point and i know you we had talked about this offline of like mm-hmm. yes is it meaner or like whatever you're saying was it was it meaner taken out of context maybe but is it still a mean thing yeah like you still said it
2: Yeah. You still said something abusive. Maybe you didn't say it. Like maybe you said more in the middle, but like, (laughs) does it make it better? Right? (laughs) Maybe it was like more spread out, but it doesn't make it any better.
1: Right. Right. Like, yeah, like, yeah, totally. Um, So Mm -hmm. I also wanted to Bring in this because it would not be a true fashion MTP episode if we didn't talk about diagnoses Mm -hmm. um, or diagnosis. Again, not diagnosing her, but also the cult podcast did it first. I'm just kidding. But (laughs) they mentioned, you know, some narcissistic personality disorder. So I imagine some folks may have some questions about what her thoughts are. If you don't, we're going to tell you. I definitely see some narcissistic personality traits um because of the that egocentric like how like high self-esteem which is not wrong for having but if if it's mm. if it's impacting people you mm. know in in specific ways um yeah for sure so, oh wait, i'm looking at one. sorry what are your thoughts based on did they, t- they didn't talk about that did they on the podcast
2: well, they talked about her childhood her childhood diagnosis. And I think she shared having oh. NPD and BPD. But the Ooh. only like hesitation I have on that is there are so many people with narcissistic personality disorder and borderline personality disorder who do not act like Teal. And I think it's mm-hmm. so shitty that the only representation they have it are people like Teal. I know. And like other people who are like very sensationalized is awful when there are so many people who have been diagnosed with that and they they work through it and they can be caring partners and they're and making, exactly yep yeah there's a yeah, great, a great account that I love which I don't it's like the holistic psycho no mm.
0: she has bangs <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'll find it and send it to you so okay put it in the notes but yeah she, um came out as having bpd during mm. like the Dep herd trials um to show that like oh. that characterization is not always yeah so accurate. and for, you can be like Amber. yeah yeah wow. yeah you can be a healthy therapist with bpd and still be like absolutely it. yeah absolutely right and
1: I, I and i love that you bring that point of like again like that's why we talk about like the other like the mur- like the murders right like you can have antisocial mm-hmm. disorder and not be a murderer right like like <laughs> what <laughs> and i think she found a way to to direct the those pers- mm-hmm. like those things but she wasn't healthy enough to do it without hurting people you know yeah um because yeah. of that that feedback because when you get feedback as a narcissist from i learned from a friend i'm not a narcissist maybe i don't know i don't know. <laughs> aren't we all a little though but no she uh <laughs> she yeah like getting that feedback she can't take it right like that it is a yeah. personal like attack to her so looking at like what npd um criteria is is so to my meat criteria, right, there's, like, a significant impairment in personality mm. functioning that is manifested in these specific things. Like, identity, self-esteem regulation. Who would she be if she didn't have this anymore, right? Like, mm. who would she be if she just lost this identity? Because she, she fucking eats that up. Like, the way she talks about it. Like, she said she wants to be yeah. famous. This mean not everybody famous is narcissistic, but, like, if she uses that to validate herself. <laughs> 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 a little, yeah, a little bit. Um, Self direction, goal setting is based on gaining approval.
2: Well, and like, to your point, she went from being eighteen, and then when she was like early mid twenties, she she started becoming famous. So she never really got to establish her own identity before this, right? absolutely
1: yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and then you said that she if she was diagnosed early on too which i i don't see kiddos yeah. being diagnosed that fucking young for bpd and and like personality disorders are usually diagnosed later and in my opinion my my professional clinical opinion personality disorders are are um symptoms of trauma and and, and distress mm-hmm. you know um yeah. these things are there to meet a need that they did not get growing up.
2: Yes. And um I think when she was a child, that's when the like split personality thing was super big. And when yes. suppressed repressed trauma stuff was yes. really big. Exactly.
1: The satanic panic stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, is that what that means? Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, the say well, no, the satanic panic um stuff happened when Yes, the suppressed, repressed memories of being abused by a, a cult, uh,
2: by the saint. Yeah, oh, that was in the nineties. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know there was any overlap with thinking with it was her. A yeah, kind of cult. yeah,
1: I didn't go into it because I'm like, fuck, I can't open that because that's a whole yeah. other like ep- <laughs> episode over just her childhood too. Which I mean, I think would have been help. I don't know. <laughs> There's so much. I feel like this is now part overlap. two. I'm gonna split this up. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, like we're so over. I'm sorry, it's bedtime. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm gonna do a two parter. You don't have to do anything. I'll just I'll just, you know, do the intro outro for two parter. Um that sounds good. For it. Because yeah, yeah, because the say like satanic panic happened like 80s 90s like late 80s early 90s and when she was in the her reports of child abuse involved some satanic stuff supposedly so that's why in my opinion Mm. allegedly I don't know if the abuse happened okay i don't want to say it didn't happen but like i don't know what to the extent of it like you know what i mean because all of that what if she's having suppressed quote-unquote suppressed memories too i don't know yeah (laughs) so yeah that that's i don't know i don't know because because she's built her fucking brand off of that
2: too right i know i was hesitant to talk about her childhood because it seems like so personal but she does that's like a lot of her marketing honestly oh yeah i mean it's
1: personal but that's like she's using that to brand a niche right which she has every right to like own your story yeah that's true but the details that she talks about aligns with the fake like like it has been shown and we have a whole episode of the satanic panic of like how it was Mm. false reporting Like it was, they like kids straight up lied about being abused because the adults were like, "You were abused," right? Because of this panic about this these satanic cults that never happened. Like that was not real at all. So she
2: talked. So she said she experienced trauma within that. So that's why I like. But that also brings up like the trauma bonding that she does too, of like. (sighs) she makes you feel so incredibly like connected to her because she dumps all this like super traumatizing information oh and then in yes. her retreats she's it's not like you know how are you who are you it's like what's the worst thing that's ever oh. happened to you oh tell gosh. all of us in detail like that's such that's such a that's cult trauma sheet. bonding yeah, it is move. that is
1: a yeah, absolutely. That is such a culty move. Yeah, absolutely. MLMs do that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Nexium did that. Like, yeah, absolute trauma bonding. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and she has just really poor fucking boundaries. If we're gonna go there too, like in yeah. regard to, uh, and, uh, like in the in the podcast, <laughs> in the podcast episode, she. I had a phone call with the with the um journalist and he was like, I don't know how I'm gonna, you know, like bring up, you know, the the suicide stuff and cause he's like literally this is the first time I'm meeting her. And she's like, he's like, Oh, how are you? She's like, Oh, just had a day. And she was like, <laughs> literally within two minutes, she's like, Yeah, just these haters, <laughs> these haters are like saying that you know the leslie um way uh wings guard
2: stuff like immediately went into mm. that shit so it's like that's that's one of my big red flags for a person that i'm yeah. meeting is when immediately they're like they dump everything on you and everyone hates them like i've noticed a theme of People who end up hurting me, <laughs> like, often tell me early on oh, yeah! how hated they like, are. Like, they're the victim. Yeah, like, yeah. they're always the victim. And I'm yeah, like, wait, yeah. I feel like maybe we should unpack why everyone, why you have all these haters, right? <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, like, I'm, I have enough self-awareness to, like, my haters don't like me because they're intimidated by me. And that's fine. Like, I'm not likable all the time. I don't say yeah. the love light stuff you know what I mean like like I like but like they're not just haters like they can have their opinion like and that's where she she doesn't have that ability to say that like she doesn't have the ability to to think that that like oh maybe yeah maybe I'm just not that their type of person she's like well it's a you know them thing rather than it's a me thing yeah and it's so centered on those haters too yeah yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah mm-hmm. so then she goes into okay so again so going back to the oh, the sorry the, no, no you're fine sorry I don't mean to like it's for me because I too digress so um the narcissist yeah the criteria is um really interesting so empathy she has an impaired ability to recognize or identify feelings and needs of others but mm-hmm. is excessively attuned to the reactions of others um mm-hmm. but only if perceived as relevant to self so she can see all oh, these people are mm-hmm. mad at me um but she doesn't see like oh like you're only acting like that because of me or whatever like you're co- you know whatever feedback um yeah. underestimating or overestimating her her effect on others yeah she's overestimating
0: she's overestimating her you. ability to help
1: and underestimating how much she's fucking helping <laughs> oh no she <laughs> uh, the the harm that she's doing she's underestimating the harm but overestimating <laughs> Yes. Feeling. you know yes. what in her inner social so, so her inner circle can be like fuck you too she's helped me so much and i'm sure she has but that's the help that you've taken from her you know what i mean like yeah what about the harm what about the harm that's being done
2: yes yes
1: yes <laughs> there's something i was gonna say and i left. uh <laughs> no okay. i'll let you finish before i say the next okay thing yeah yeah. so now you know i i kept spouting grandiosity because i was like one of the only ones i remember on the top of my head but it, it felt <laughs> so like so uh uh aligned with her is that so these are pathological personality traits um so and anti yeah whatever so she's she has a grandiosity, which is feelings of entitlement, either overt or covert, self-centeredness, and then firmly holding to the belief that one is better than others. And she's condescending mm. to uh, towards others. And yes, oh and God, those feelings yeah. of entitlement they speak to the inner circle. Well, she has this like traveling fleet of people that does her fucking chores for her. She has a, And she has a child, and, like, her, quote, oh. unquote, inner circle is, like, we'll take care of the kids. And then she'll, like, hang out over oh, that one kid, the son. Or, like, she'll hang out with him for, like, a minute, and she's, like, mm, he's annoying. He needs things. Somebody help me. Oh, that poor son. Can you imagine? I know. Sorry, friend.
2: Like I know. So, um, yeah. I was going to say that there was some like look into how she selects people that work for her. And there's this list of things called the non-negotiables. And I couldn't find a list online, but the private investigator read them out loud. And Teal's response was that her team made them, not her. But like. You are the team. (laughs) Yeah. You reviewed that. You approved it. Like, like it doesn't matter if you didn't write it right no yeah no accountability oh I didn't write it what with your hand like (laughs) but like someone else wrote it and then gave it to you and you said sounds good send that to everyone else and then send it over to that private investigate like it obviously had the approval but some of those things were that they like partnerships outside of the inner circle were were um frowned upon there was even a line about children like and her defense was that only was if you were living with me but she also said that none of them live together so i was like which one is it girly right (laughs) one of those things but like that's the amount of control that she felt necessary to have over the people like my employer the university <laughs> does not have a say in like the partner that i have like it's right. just not normal for an employer to have that level of say in your personal life yeah
1: and and she did for oh yeah that was a non-negotiable like she she could
2: Ugh. yeah i wish i could have found a full list but The ones that they said out loud and um, she said them to that person that was like her like right hand guy guy Mm -hmm. um, and he confirmed all of them as being true. And he was like, but but they're not that bad. And the lady was like, ooh, they seem bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah and anything that that speaks to like yeah that like l- the level of control even if you think it's voluntary like even if you think well I'm here for mm-hmm. a reason like no it's that power differential right same thing for like those mo- uh, multi-level marketing right those those tactics mm-hmm. um, of you can't use the products you can't use other products that not that aren't ours like that like, contractually, like, yes, like, Pepsi and Coke does that, right? Like, I know, like, <laughs> such a millennial. Like, Britney Spears got in trouble for having Coke when she, like, or I think she did a Pepsi commercial and then, like, was, for, like, photographed with Coke or something, right? Like, that makes sense. Like, the, the, they they yeah. exchanged, yeah. right? They exchanged um, yeah. services. She got money. They got her celebrity. That's a contract. But if, like, if there's a power differential where you're not getting anything from that person, they're just, like, a boss or, like, a, you know, supervisor and they're controlling.
2: But she wasn't even, like, they, it was literally voluntary because a yeah. lot of them weren't getting paid. Right. Is, yeah. Is, yeah. So, like, oh, yeah, that's
1: true. So, she wasn't, yeah. she. But, they like, they got, well, I guess n- not according to her, like, ruined when bored. Right? Like two so but i don't they know she's a fucking liar live together, yeah, yeah, mark, exactly. mark. yeah i don't know <laughs> but like clearly they they look you know, like she was a, a authority figure to to them right so like yeah in that space like why why yeah why does she have control over like why does she have say in any of that stuff yeah she's not even fucking paying you no that's yeah, yeah yeah that's not Okay. So yeah, I mean I don't have an ending <laughs> closing.
2: <laughs> yeah. I guess the only other thing I wanted to say was I feel like it gives us like why like why even go into it for me feels like well we need to know not like necessarily what to look for or else like we're all gonna be in a cult, but like what do we look for in people that we look up to? Cause I feel Mm. like she does have those aspects that we can really look up to, which is that she's saying things that aren't popular. And she's Mm. like kind of, even if it's like stolen ideas, she's like a pioneer in that way. But Mm -hmm. then there's also so many red flags that you might not even think to look for.
1: Yeah. No, I think, I think that's a really great, great like point of like the call of action of like, how yeah how do we how do we not become victims of cults i think that's very valid and like yeah and how how do i then also not be a perpetrator of cultural appropriation too Mm -hmm. because you're also part of that if you are you know you know in that circle of just what are, I mean I think I think I think for them they're like cultural appropriation is a last fucking thing, right? That <laughs> they have to worry about. It's like right, their right, safety. Right. Um yeah, yeah I think I think it's tricky, yeah, like it's tricky to find that fine that to know that fine line for healing mm-hmm. too, because she is seen as a role model and a person to provide healing services. Um but has problematic behaviors, and mm-hmm. then the and and I think what's telling that we just went over is that she's she's not willing to have conversations around feedback and criticism. Um, yeah, and that is the telling part. So I think I think I think for me that's the marker, right? Like th- people yeah. like my 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 yoga teacher, um, Susanna. She gets, she's getting sh- like uh, comments about her saying, like, yoga is inclusive. Yoga is like, you know, she's saying that mm-hmm. it's been, it's, there's branches of different um, yoga practices and it comes from that. And people are like, how dare you? Like, Hindus created it. This is not right. So even within mm-hmm. her, that community, you know, she's getting, um, she's getting a lot of criticism and and feedback on that and i'm not, and i don't want to say hate, right because it's not hate they're not giving her mm-hmm. hate for it they're, they're not giving haters her, yeah they're not haters is rightfully they're saying well yeah but, but like it's our people you know and she's like just so she's having engaging conversations but also recognizing that like what they're saying i i she's like i see where they're coming from but also like i don't align with those values of those thoughts because it's not mm. helpful in the practice of what yoga means. Um mm. so I think, yeah, and then I think that and that is a depiction of someone that is able that is doing it for the right reasons. Mm. If that makes sense.
2: Yes. And I feel like that's that's like the main red flag for me. But then I have another one which is that mm-hmm. she definitely overrode people's like autonomy and sovereignty. Yes. And I feel like a good spiritual teacher will never, ever, ever ask you to bypass your comfort and your consent. Yes. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, totally. In your healing, yeah. In your healing journey, it is always your, it's always your choice, right? Even for me, when, even if your guide, your, your support, knows that it's not helpful to avoid. If you want to fucking avoid, then you avoid. Like, yes. Who yeah. are we to say that, right? Like, we're there to help bring up and, you know, maybe even challenge in a loving, you know, way, but it's always your choice to move forward or not. Like, I work I do trauma work with clients and I always do check-ins. I always say, "You let me mm-hmm. know if we need to stop, if we need to slow down, if you don't want to do this." For this session right like yeah because and then you know if i see it as hey like you know we haven't done this in a bit like you know there might be some avoiding and i understand it feels better to do that but have a conversation if they're like no i don't want to do it then you don't have you you don't have to right like i yeah. can tell you my clinical opinion and let you know that you know it may, it may not be helpful in the long run um but take it as you may. And I will never shame or judge you for that. Right. Like, and I think that's a beautiful point and she doesn't fucking do that. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what it doesn't match up and, and how much, and again, I, and I intentionally took, the information from her website because mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that it came from her words or her people that, you know, she's talking about empowerment and healing and, you know, having people, you know, make their own choice. But then if mm-hmm. she's then not yeah, honoring that, then use a yeah. letter.
2: Whose empowerment is it?
1: Exactly. And that's a red flag is when, when, yeah your what your boundary right your boundary makes them feel attacked like we're we're not gonna Mm. like boundaries right to be a receiver of a boundary doesn't does not feel good and that's human nature right but what do you do with that information i know right i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) i I want you to get me ice cream (laughs) (laughs) um right but like how how well are you at receiving boundaries (laughs)
2: Like, yeah. Not- yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah. Ooh, great. I love that we Leah. That was a great like great um part to to kind of end on of like how, yeah, how does one then, you know, make sure that they're in a safe space mm-hmm. of finding folks to align with? And you know, I think yeah. You always, and I think that, like, to yeah, you always have a right to change your mind, right? Like, you always have a right to change your mind. Um, Mm -hmm. you may like this person now. You get into the inner circle, and you're like, oh, this doesn't feel right, right? And 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 you're not wrong for that. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also no shame for like having like someone, and then you watch a documentary and you realize, oh shit! Like, I've definitely had that moment where. I really liked people and then like learned more about them and was like, yeah. Oh man. And then felt like, well, I'm a piece of shit for life. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. You just didn't, you just didn't know. Like, and also how would you know this about her from watching her videos and her Instagram? You wouldn't. Right. And that's, ah, yeah,
1: yeah, totally. Like that's why I was like, Sam like you know I've been kind of like researching I was like I don't know I don't know how to feel about her I don't hate her but I don't don't I don't like her but now as we talk about I'm like okay like like as we talk about like okay like her like she's not a bad person like I don't think she's Mm -hmm. a bad person I don't think she's evil I don't think she's like truly like ill intent what's the word ill intended. I don't know intended yeah yeah, I don't think she's all, like, consciously doing it because she she is a, like, um, um, sadist. But I think she has those tendencies to, because of the insecurity and the trauma, you know, feeds off of the power and the celebrity and yeah. the, you know, the, yeah, the... I don't know so much control, but it's that power and authority. That's the word. The authority Mm. that she has over people because she knows that she has a gift. She knows she's smart. She has this, you know, spiritual peace. It's just not done Mm. with. What's the word? It's not done. Yeah. It's yeah. She, she thinks she's doing it out of love. It's not done with not no non-harm honestly right Mm. like that's one of that's the one of the the limbs of yoga Mm. right is non-harm and she's not she's not doing it with non-harm she is harming and when people say you are harming she doesn't take that information well so she's not living to her virtues and her her practices and that's where i think for me is a red flag is if you can't live to the same values that you are are telling us then like get the fuck out of here
2: yeah, and that we're like paying you five thousand dollars to hear,
1: <laughs> especially totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me that's a moral. That's an like moral injury for me. It's like you're hypocritical, mm. and I don't like it.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 But well,
1: we'll on that sense. note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know totally. Sam, thank you so much for for joining and mm. um staying longer than I promised that it would be all <laughs> okay. full time because time is a construct, but also bedtime is real.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is a time struct. Time struct. Mm-hmm. Time struct. <laughs>
1: But yeah, so friends, make sure you check her out on Instagram. What? Where can where can the
2: people find you? Ah, oh, the people. My, my only wish is to have fame. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> Call back. Like Ellen and Oprah. I don't need to be rich. I just need to be famous <laughs> like Ellen. Um, <laughs> but uh, my Instagram is at empowered.spirituality. And then... My podcast is called Empowered Spirituality and it's on Anchor and Apple and Spotify and Google and. <laughs> a <laughs>
1: Yay, Thank hey. you so much for for coming on and and helping me through this process.
2: <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yes, awesome.
1: Well, thanks and we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us and be sure to come back where we continue to explore true crime, psychology, the paranormal, mental health, and everything in between. We would love to hear from you. So email us at millennialtherapistspod at gmail.com with your ghost stories, paranormal experiences, questions about therapy and counseling, or the social work field. And don't forget to share, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
0: Remember, you are valued, you are enough, and you are not alone. Please subscribe and review. Bye-bye. Although we are licensed mental health therapists and may cover therapy-related subjects, the topics in this podcast should not substitute professional, psychological, or medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you are a victim of a crime which includes but not limited to stalking, human
1: trafficking, financial crimes, or sexual assault, please know the Victim Connect Resource Center can help. They are a referral helpline where crime victims can learn about their rights and options confidentially and compassionately. A traditional telephone-based helpline is one 855 victim or 1-855-484-2846. Or you can connect with them at
0: chat.victimconnect.org or at the website victimconnect.org. If you or someone you know is in crisis, whether they are considering suicide or not, please call the toll-free lifeline available 24-7 across the United States by calling one 800 273 8255, or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. U.S. and Canadian listeners can also text HOME to seven four one seven four one to connect with a trained crisis counselor. UK listeners text HOME to 85258, and Ireland listeners text HOME to 50808. For more mental health resources and support, international listeners can visit the website unitedgmh.org mental-health-support to find more mental health services and resources. And if you are a veteran in crisis or
1: concerned about one, connect with the Veteran Crisis Line to reach caring, qualified responders with the Department of Veterans Affairs at 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or text 838-255, Or you can always
0: visit veteranscrisisline.net. If you or anyone you know may be experiencing domestic violence, you can find resources and support with the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Visit thehotline.org or call 1-800-799-7233.